0: All right we're going to take a break from romans this sunday in fact we're going to probably be off it for a few weeks we're going to start a series a short series in james uh, from next week uh, which you don't want to miss uh, but this sunday since we've had this weekend with all of this music and worship we thought let's talk about music and worship and let's talk about the importance and the significance of that in the life of the in the life of the church in the life of us as believers as well how important is music and worship sometimes i think in delhi bible fellowship it's kind of less important in some ways because we are delhi bible fellowship it's only the, we wait for the preaching of the word in fact we come late because the sermon happens later you know the singing a little bit you know uh, but i was i mean today was just a wonderful uh, blessing I, I was i was thinking about the 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 sons of korah and david and you know that kind of worship Uh, It was that kind of a thing uh, for me this morning It was a blessing Uh, but it is important it's vitally important in the life and the of, of God's people individually and corporately that we are to be worship singers that music is a part of what God has created as a means for worship and celebration of the presence of God it's by no means secondary in fact it's such a wonderful way to express deep things that we feel about God that are go beyond words even. right. They, when you sing the tunes and you listen to them, there's something that goes on in our hearts that we are moved to worship. And so I, I wanted to pick a few things from scripture. Hopefully it's going to be brief, not like my long ones usually, because we're going to sing a couple more songs uh, right after the message as well. So if you've got your Bible, turn to the passage that Mahima read for us in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 12. Uh, To 23 and it's an account an interesting account of what happens when God's people what sing when they sing I know you said prayer or reading the Bible of course that's true but in this context it's what happens when God's people sing so that's the narrative I want to look at uh, it's a narrative about King Jehoshaphat, who was one of those faithful kings of the southern kingdom, a man who feared God, and so there's a lot of good things that are said about him. Um, but here was a king, you know, who walked in the ways of his father David. He feared the Lord, and the Lord honored him as well. Now, this was during his reign that the Ammonites, you did well with all the names, by the way, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the Maonites came against Judah. And the text tells us that Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout the land. And um, all of the people of Judah came together to seek the Lord. Which means obviously the situation was very, very bad. It was a very difficult situation. And I love what Jehoshaphat does over here. He, it says in verses uh, 5 to 12, if you look at it, he stood before the people and he began to pray aloud. This king... He stood before the people and he lifted his eyes up to the king. Interesting, isn't it? The king lifted his eyes up to the king, the real king, the true, the king of kings. And he prayed and he says over here in verse 12, Oh, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on you. I think you've got to mark that in your Bibles. How many times have we felt like that in life? We do not know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on you. Our eyes are fixed on you. What's even more stunning in this is that Jehoshaphat makes this prayer publicly. Which king goes out, stands before his people and says, we don't know what to do. We have no idea. It's beyond us. We're powerless against this great horde that's coming against us. Typically, that might strike fear into the followers, into the rest of the people, right? And so the king always is trying to present himself as strong. But this king says, I don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. Let's go to the true king, the king of kings. That takes a lot of humility to do that. And, and I think many times in life, we don't do that. We think we'll sort it out. We got a strut. We got our chest out. We say, you know, we'll, we'll manage it. But he goes before the king of kings and he says, Lord, we don't know what to do. Our eyes are fixed on you. That's dependence that comes from humility. It comes from a real understanding of the fact that God is the one who is ultimately in control of our lives. Now, verse 13, it says that uh, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. That is interesting to me. This was a war scene they were about to go out of battle their enemies were right outside the gates of the city and who's standing over there the wives and the children they're not hidden away they're standing over there and I think it's a simple it's a little note that's inserted over here but it's important for us to recognize and it's important for us to have our children involved in how we handle life and for them to see how we trust in God as well the children were right there very much part of what's going to become a worship service the children the wives are right there they're not hidden away beautiful isn't it now in verse 14 the spirit of the lord came upon jehaziel and he spoke the word of the lord to the people and to king jehoshaphat and i'm going to jump ahead to verse 17 and here's what uh jehaziel says to the king and the people He says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them and the Lord will be with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Go out against them and the Lord will be with you with you then the king and all the people bowed before the lord in worship that's what it says there they bowed before the lord in worship and in verse 19 it says and the levites and the kohathites and the korahites stood up to praise these are the singers and the musicians much like this group up here that ministered to the people of god these people led the people in worship at that moment stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. With a very loud voice. What a worship service took place in that moment. Now, I want you to notice the next morning what Jehoshaphat says to the people in verse 20. It says, and they rose up early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoah. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. And you will be established believe his prophets and you will succeed what a call to the people he says i'm not going to save you it's not this army that's going to save you we don't know what to do but our eyes are fixed on you and he calls the people he says believe in the lord your god and believe in his word which came through the prophets believe in the lord what a wonderful call to the people of god in that moment and then he takes counsel Uh, from his leaders and he calls on the worship team not the army the singers and the musicians he calls on them verse 21 when he had taken counsel with the people he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went where? behind the army no before the army who does that man? You guys go ahead in the front, you know, we're, we're a little bit, we don't know what to do. Sing loudly, you know, play the guitar a little bit extra or something Other like Drummers, where are you? Maybe that will throw them in. Sing badly, maybe they'll be confused. And so the, the singers go in front of the army. Doesn't make sense at all. Why put the musicians and the singers before the army? With the wives and the children probably standing in the wings over there. A worship service is going on. But that's exactly what Jehoshaphat does. Verse 22, notice what happens. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so that they were routed. Let me read verse 23 as well. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. They started fighting between themselves devoting to them to destruction and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir they all helped to destroy one another my goodness what a complete turnaround it in fact the, 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 the army of Judah didn't even have to go into battle they didn't have to go the singers were singing and there was worship happening over there and God did what only God can do I love that what a what a fantastic account just incredible and I want to just you know pick up on that and of course you know there's the there's circumstances a context to this and of course we're not saying that you should always when you're going for an interview with your boss just sing because you don't know what to say no, no 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 that's not don't be bizarre about this that's not the application of course there's a context there's a reason why these things happen but I think the point is that we've got to worship we've got to learn to trust God and we can and singing happens and it's so strange that it happens in this context because there's nothing else to do we don't know how to overcome the obstacle before us let's turn our attention to God that's why we sing singing on Sunday morning over here is not just a fill-in before the sermon It is an opportunity for you and me to turn our attention to God to stop everything else that we're doing in that sense. Focus on Him, celebrate Him, exalt Him. That's what it is. Don't come to church and watch the worship team singing. Don't come to church and criticize the worship team for singing. At least they're singing. It's okay even if their guitar is a little bit off. Sing. You sing. God is concerned about your voice before him. He doesn't care about your criticisms of everybody else around you. Lift your hands, if you want to lift your hands. God doesn't care about what you think about, oh, these, oh look at his hands, they're up here. And then they, and he's clapping out of beat. Who cares? You clap and beat. But God is concerned about what you are doing in his presence and how you worship and sing. It matters to God that we sing. Because in that moment of singing, We are turning our eyes unto him. We're not looking around. We're turning our eyes unto him. What an important thing happens over here. That they worshipped together. And the enemies went into disarray. And I think that, that happens. Satan hates it when God's people sing. Absolutely despises it. He will do everything he can to disrupt it. And I think even in a small measure this morning, we walked in here at 8.15, 8.30, no electricity until 9.30. And we have these guys coming from Nagpur, going to set up stuff. I mean, not a Sunday for this to happen, right? But what a wonderful service, what a wonderful time of worship we had at the end of it all. But Satan looks to disrupt, not just in these small ways, but in bigger ways as well. But when we sing, he is disrupted. God's enemies are set in disarray when God's people sing. Remember when the Israelites marched around Jericho, the walls fell down. Remember when Moses and Miriam sang and, you know, as they led the people crossing the Red Sea through the wilderness, they led them in singing. There was a lot of singing that happened among the people. When David played the harp for Saul, his tormented spirit was soothed in that worship that david gave in that moment the largest book in the bible is a Songbook Yeah, it's a songbook The largest book in the bible and many of the songs were written in times of great difficulty and struggle But they were sung as songs of praise to the lord Music and singing is central to the worship of god in the bible in james chapter 5 verse 13. He says if is anyone happy let them sing songs of praise. You happy? Sing songs of praise. In Hebrews 2.12, the author of Hebrews uh, relates Psalm 22, verse 22. He quotes that uh, and he relates it to the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, Psalm 22 is about, the, it's a messianic psalm. And in that psalm it says, and this is what the Messiah is saying. He says, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise. That's Jesus. I will tell of God's praise in the midst of the congregation. I will celebrate who you are. That's Jesus doing that. He even sings the praises of God and he teaches us to sing God's praises. In Matthew 26 I love this moment. Jesus was with his disciples and they celebrated the table of the Lord. And in verse 30 it says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Just before he went to the cross, Jesus paused with his disciples. And what did they do? They sang a hymn. Imagine what that would have been like. Just quietly, there, as they were sitting around, he started a song. And they all sang with him. And there was there was a melancholy about that moment. There was an uneasiness about what was gonna happen. It was dark outside. The candles were burning down, and here they were sitting and they were singing. There's times to sing those songs as well. And then in Ephesians 5:19, it says that we should be addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. And the context of that is is he says, be filled with the Holy Spirit by singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs unto the Lord. That's how we are filled with the Spirit. So here's a few things very quickly. Singing and music is important in the Bible for believers for the following reasons. All right. It is is an important way for us to learn and to teach theology, the doctrines of scripture, right? When we sing them, it's so easy to remember good theology and sometimes we, we need to be careful about the songs that we sing, but it's a good way to teach theology. Secondly, the fullness of the Spirit, like I said in Ephesians 5, can be enjoyed when we are singing scripture to one another. I mean, you've ever had that, time you've come from a busy draining week and you come to the worship service and you stand over there you don't want to do anything but the the team begins to sing and then the congregation begins to sing and then someone two three people next to you are singing that begins to work on you isn't it god begins to use that To lift your spirit and by the second or the third song you're into it as well and your spirit is lifted up that's what's going on when we sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs to one another we are filled with the spirit we're empowered by the Holy Spirit number three singing connects with the deepest part of you and allows you to express things that words cannot express you can express sorrow and deep joy Through song, James says, right, 5.13, is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. And so it has a tremendous effect on your soul as you sing. So typically, typically, the sermon connects with your mind, although it should connect with your heart also. But typically, the songs connect with our heart, with our emotions, with who we are. And we're supposed to worship the Lord with our heart, soul, mind and strength, every part of us. And so that's what happens when we sing together. Number four, it unites us as a church when we sing together. Because we're all singing the same thing. If we sing different words, there's a problem. But when we are watching the songs up here and we're all singing, we're all singing the same thing. And so we're making a, a common declaration. It's like one of those confessions, but we're singing it out together. So it unites us as a church when we do that. When we sing, Satan is reminded of his defeat, which I talked about. He hates it when God's people sing because we're saying something about our joy and our sufficiency in Jesus Christ. That's why we're celebrating Jesus. You can't can't sing when you can't celebrate or you're feeling sad and low. It's difficult to sing. And as you turn your attention to Christ, And the other brothers and sisters singing around you lift you up, you start singing. And Satan doesn't want you and I to sing God's praises. Singing causes us to stop from our labor and to do something that expresses a deep dependence on God. You could say, you know, why sing? It's not that important, like I mentioned earlier. And yet when we sing on Sunday morning, we cease from everything we're doing and we sing God's praises. We enjoy God. And finally, singing is a glorious expression of our worship to God. And so the book, you know, in the New Testament, the book that speaks most about singing is actually the, the book of Revelation. Right at the end, there's so many worship services that are just breaking out in heaven and on earth as they celebrate who God is. A few reasons why we should, and you can probably add a few more. How can you add more singing in your life? Well, here's a few few things you can do. Play Christian music in your homes. Or nowadays everybody's got pods, you know, and listening to all kinds of stuff. Play some gospel music, play Christian music. Uh, it makes a difference. What you put into your ears changes your heart and your life. And we put a lot of rubbish in. Listen much more to God's word through song and they're beautiful songs that you and i can sing and learn as well play music uh, uh, in your home because it creates a more joyful home i mean i've walked into some homes before life group i'm not saying anybody in our church other places somewhere else there's no music the lights are off it's not a welcoming atmosphere put music on Create a joyful atmosphere in your home you should see our home in the morning at six o'clock it's mad Sharon wakes up and there's loud music pretty much every day you cannot sleep beyond that right uh, but that's what happens you know and it's it's worship music it creates it sets the tone for our day sit and sing with your family even if you can't sing it doesn't matter my mother cannot sing I don't know i hope she's not logged in today but she cannot sing and and she knows this right she says in heaven she's gonna have the most beautiful voice but she was the one who always got us together as a family and she sang and even now she'll just walk around the house and she'll sing songs are a little bit off tune and you know we're all rolling our eyes but she sings songs because she loves to sing god's praises it doesn't matter sit and sing with your family take a song book and start from song number one to song number 345 or whatever you have do two songs every day work your way through the songbook. sing it you'll learn new songs as well like that use your gifts and talents in music to serve the lord so many of you are talented with music Practice it like these brothers from Nagpur. Practice it, play it and use it for God's glory. Don't let it just rust away and waste away. What a waste. If God has given you a talent in music and worship, what a waste if you don't use it for His glory. Use it for His glory. And then sing on Sunday morning. I already talked about this. Don't come here and find fault with those who are singing or are trying to sing. You Sing. Sing. Because God is concerned about what you're doing with your heart and your voice, not with everybody else around you. What a wonderful thing. This morning, as we were singing and and Jatin just kind of stopped singing, we heard everybody else sing. It was so beautiful. And it lifts the spirit, doesn't it? When we were singing together. And so may may God bless our community. Let it be far more of a singing, celebrating community. Because when God's people sing, God is glorified satan trembles and we are built up as his people i'm going to invite the team to come up now and they're going to lead us through a couple more songs as we bring the service to a close